So you're out there looking for an investment property or you're actually going out to purchase your own that you might turn into an investment property later and you're thinking, do I just go for a house and pay a little bit extra or I can't afford that, let me just get an apartment in a location that someone told me was gonna be good. In this video, we're gonna deep dive into how these two stack up. When it comes to houses and apartments, what grows more, what gives you a better cash flow and hopefully by the end of this video, it's gonna help you understand the pros and cons for both and from there, you can make the decision you like. Not only will I share some of the results from my own personal property portfolio, because I do have both units and houses. I will also share with you some stats and data that's out there suggesting that one might be better than the other. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, if you're after getting a strategy in place, that is the key thing in this entire process. So if you're interested, you can book a strategy session with me. It goes for about 45 minutes and we break it down so you understand the core fundamentals of how to build a foundation to then ultimately building out a roadmap to financial freedom. So if you are interested, definitely book ASAP. There are limited sessions, so if they're not already booked out, go for it. Now, for full transparency, I'm not just gonna make up numbers. I'm actually going to give you real numbers from my own portfolio where I've got units and I've got houses. And given that we have a full-time research team here at the buyer's agency at Search Property, it gives you a lot of access to knowing what we're looking at and how some of the data that I share in this video is going to help you make a better decision with not picking the dud property and picking the right one moving forward. Now, you've probably heard this age-old saying, which is that land appreciates, buildings depreciate. Such a traditional way to think of things. And it might be to your surprise that I actually don't agree with what that means. So effectively, it's this blanket rule that says, hey, look, invest in land because land appreciates. There's a finite amount of that and buildings depreciate because you can always build up and there's always buildings around. Now, although at the core, yes, it could make sense. When we dive a little deeper, you start realizing how this is so flawed. Now, I'll give you an example. If you go out there and say, well, land appreciates, I have the opportunity to buy an apartment or a house in a certain area, or I can go out into the middle of Australia and buy like three, four acres of land because someone told me land appreciates, that should technically grow a lot more than the house or the unit I bought in like, say, the city. Well, you'd be incorrect. You just have a piece of land that nobody wants to live in and therefore it's a dud property. And then on the opposite side, if you bought an apartment that's quite unique in the right location, although it has a smaller land size, you'd actually go and make more capital growth and have more rental demand long-term because it's actually in demand. And that's where we go to the fundamental law of economics, which is supply and demand. How many people actually want to live in the middle of Australia where there's nothing else around and there's no water, there's no electricity on the land you've bought? Eh, probably not that many. And then if you look at how many people actually want to live around cafes, around restaurants and their family and friends, yeah, probably a shitload. And that's why I don't like this blanket rule. And just like we're going in through this video, you can't go, well, oh, if I've got a unit, you might go, well, Ravi's gonna disagree. Units are the best thing. You get triggered. Or equally, you go, apartments are shit. Like I had one and it's crap. No, houses are the better option. Now, it might be the better option at that time in that location, but it's worthwhile going through some analysis and understanding why one performs better than the other. Now, what we have here on the screen is a study that was done with Aussie Home Loans and CoreLogic. Now, I'm gonna break it all down for you, simplify it because there is a lot happening here. What we can see up the top is the national median house and unit value. Now, this is slightly outdated, but it's still very relevant. And what you can see is that prices for both houses and units track very closely to each other. Although more recently, we've started seeing that price gap between the houses and the units start spreading even further. And I suspect this is due to more supply and how councils are forced to rezone many parts of Australia because there's simply not enough supply. There's not enough areas to build more houses. So they've gone in and said, well, you know what? We can 
change the rules here and you can now build 15 stories of units and that's why we're starting to see that disparity because the supply of houses are limited versus how many units are coming into the market. What you'll also see is the house values over the last 25 years. Now you can actually pause this video, go back through the video and that's the beauty of YouTube, but you can go in and see particular areas. But what I'm gonna do is look at the high level numbers here. And what we can see nationally is that the annual percentage change over the last 25 years, keep in mind this is pre-pandemic. And what you can see is its average growth is about 6.8%. When you compare that to unit values, it actually is about 5.9%. Now, although that sounds so small, it's like 0.9%, what's 1% going to be? Let's just take a second to think about that. If you go and purchase a property for say $500,000, after 25 years, that 1% difference that we thought, hey, it doesn't really matter, would actually be a difference of about $141,000. So yeah, safe to say 1% means a lot. And this is where it comes down to having the right team, having the right research and the right partners. You can go out there and have purchased a property over the last couple of years and said, hey, I grew by 6%. And 6% is great, but over the last couple of years, we've had huge amounts of growth. So if you go 6% versus 8% or 9% that I could have got, say with a buyer's agent or with the help of the right team, then you're unfortunately falling backwards when it comes to the opportunity cost. You could probably be in a better position in two to three years to actually go and use that equity to purchase another property. And this is something that's often overlooked even today. After having so many chats with people, you start realizing there's trends and the people that go against the trends are actually making a shitload of money and actually on their way to financial freedom. Whereas if you go and do what everyone else does, you're most likely gonna live the life that everyone else does, which is unfortunately trying to retire at 65. And I say trying because it is extremely difficult to retire by 65 and be financially free. And once you extrapolate that data across into 2043, which is about 20 years from now, you start seeing a stark difference. And what you can see is national prices for houses could go up to $2.9 million. I know it sounds crazy, but tell that to the guy who bought a property for like $60,000 30 years ago in Sydney and now it's worth like 1.8. He would be like, give me some of that lolly juice. And when it comes to the median unit values, it would go up to 2.1 million. What you're starting to see is that gap widen further and further away. So based on just these graphs, based on all of this data, it's fair to say that houses might be a better option, but let's not make that decision straight away. Let's start drawing on my experience as well as some other data points that I'm gonna share with you. Now in my own personal portfolio, I have preferred to have houses, but if I can find a unit and the price stacks up and if it's unique, then I would be willing to go after that property. So in my case, I have done that. And with those properties, yeah, they've grown. They've been fantastic. When it comes to a rental demand, yes, it's been high. It's in a great location, which means I'm getting the capital growth. But when I compare that to the houses that I have in my portfolio, the houses are outperforming the unit. And when you're looking at the units, I actually purchased at a really good location at the right time of the cycle, and they're still being outperformed. To give you an idea, if the average growth in my units are like 11 to 13%, which again is phenomenal, I'm actually having the houses outperform them by about one and a half to 2%. So again, very similar to the numbers we're already seeing. And we already have established that 1% may not sound like a lot, but it is a shitload over the next 25 to 30 years. Now, as I said, those graphs that I had shown you or the data that I had shown you was pre-pandemic. So over the last couple of years, if we start factoring in what happened during the pandemic years, we need to look at what houses and units have been doing and the comparison between the two. And we can see this housing price growth annually from PrepTrack. And what we can see is that although they had been tracking quite similarly, when the pandemic hit, that's when we started seeing houses exponentially grow. And the units did experience some of that growth, nowhere near as much as the houses. And yes, this could be due to the fact that during that time, people had to stay at home. So they were like, screw the unit. I want to go buy a house. And a lot of people started moving to houses versus units. And what you can see is that both are starting to decline. But when you see house prices versus their pre-pandemic levels, they are significantly higher even today versus their unit counterparts. When you're looking at just a capital growth perspective, it's clear by this point that you have more upside when it comes to houses versus units. But again, if you bought in the wrong location, it doesn't matter if it's a house or a unit.
unit, you're gonna get screwed. Equally, if you buy a unit in the right location versus a house in the wrong location, you'll definitely outperform with that apartment versus that house. So again, you can't just look at these data sets, you can't just look at everything that's on the media headlines and say, oh, well, that's easy, I'm gonna go buy a house. Then you buy the house in the wrong location. Now, when you go down the path of buying the right asset, what happens if you buy an older home versus a newer home? That's a whole nother argument. If you want a detailed breakdown with my whiteboard of exactly what that looks like from an old house perspective versus a new house, equally what off the plan and how house and land packages work, then definitely comment down below saying new versus old whiteboard. I'll definitely make that video for you guys. From a rental perspective, although your rental yield will look higher from a unit perspective, there are often other things that you have to pay for like strata. Because you're on a strata title, it means basically you're gonna have to pay a fee every year. That's the opposite to a house, which is a Torrens title. You own the title, that's your land. You basically take care of it as well. Whereas with the strata, you've actually got a building. So there's common areas and facilities that need to be used by everyone that owns an apartment there. So in that case, you pay a strata fee that takes care of things. So when you get sold this idea of, oh my God, look, it's got a nice rooftop pool and it's got a gym and it's got a freaking dining precinct and it's freaking amazing. Just know that you're gonna pay a shitload when it comes to strata as well. I've seen some of these deals look absolutely amazing from the front end. And once you look at it from the back end, you're like, what the hell was I thinking? And that's effectively what you're trying to avoid. When it comes to houses, you have so many more options when it comes to actually increasing the value. That's why I like the older houses. You can go in, you can renovate, you can do a quick renovation or a deep dive renovation. In fact, you could even go take a step further, go to council, get some DA approvals, then go and knock down, rebuild, build a granny flat, go and do a bunch of things. You definitely don't have the same options when it comes to your unit. You can go and renovate things inside, but you can't just go in and knock down, rebuild, or you can't just go and say, I'm gonna go ahead and add an extra bedroom. There's so much more red tape when it comes to those sort of things versus a house. So do I regret buying a unit versus houses in my portfolio? No, I don't. Because I know that I needed to diversify my portfolio. And if I just wanted to go and buy a house in that location, I was simply priced out. So I've got something there that's super unique. It's water facing, so no one can build in front of me. And that is very important as you go on your journey to go and buy a place for yourself to live in or to invest, be sure that it's unique. Understand that if you can go out there, find a unique property, it needs to be in the right location, the right demand, and that will often lead to further price appreciation and rental demand. Moving forward, I've actually just been purchasing houses, seeing the data there, but as well as that, as I go and build out my portfolio, my plans have changed as well. I wanna be able to go in five, 10, 15 years to be able to go and renovate all of those properties. Some of them I can go and redevelop as well and then increase my equity, have all these properties that have no maintenance costs at all, the rents go up, the value goes up, and then I'm able to manage my portfolio towards financial freedom. I hope this has been a helpful video. If it has, definitely smash that like button and share it with someone else that might be considering a house versus an apartment. Again, there are so many factors because there are so many markets within markets. But if you guys have enjoyed this video, then definitely subscribe to the channel. I bring out videos every single week and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.